Hey, one more thing before you go. Do you know that laughter really is the best medicine? Do you want to know how to combine laughter and yoga to help you improve your life and those around you? Can you remember the last time you really just laughed uncontrollably? In this episode, we're going to explore laughter and how it can make us feel better, how it can change the moods of ourselves and those around us, and then how to combine it with yoga for a greater sense of health and well-being. Stay tuned. I'm your host, Michael Hurst. This is That Thing About Laughter Yoga. It's a perfect way to start a weekend with a Friday fun episode. We'll be right back. My guest is Pete Can, the Laughter Man. During an afternoon at his summer festival with his family, the joyous sound of laughter ringing out from the arbitorium, Pete stumbled onto his first laughter yoga event. The rest is history. Pete Can became the Laughter Man. It transformed his life and those around him, utilizing a very unique form of yoga, meditation, and laughter to help you develop a greater sense of health and well-being. He's made it his mission in life to bring health, happiness, and the wealth benefits of laughter to the whole wide world. We don't, don't laugh enough, especially in this day and age. And when we learn his secrets to happiness and exploring perceptions of our mental health, is going to make our weekend so much better. Welcome to the show, Pete. <laughs> Thank you, Michael, for having me. That's a good way to start off. That's a great way to start off, actually. Uh, it's morning here. It's afternoon where you're at, but any time of day is a good day to laugh, right? Completely, completely. I, you know, I start, I start the day laughing, and you know, the more laughs I can get during the day, the better, really. Well, I think that yeah, and you've had an amazing journey getting to where you are, the laughter man, and you spread that joy and that happiness and the opportunity for people to laugh uh, across the world, actually, because you do you do it both in person and you do it online, right? Yeah, completely, completely. And I, like, I wasn't always the laughter man. I mean, the laughter man has been born through COVID um, because I've also run a chef agency in the UK. So we supply chefs to hospitality and hospitality got shut down in March last year. Um, and our business, I mean, with 13 years we are now trading. So our business literally ground to a halt overnight and it was very it was bad it was a bad time really because you know we, we had a good life we were having seven mm. weeks off holiday we were taking fridays off we were just you know enjoying ourselves we had a team in the office that were you know we, we'd obviously built that over the years and and everything was just ready for the next level and then all of a sudden covid came along and went nah let's shut that down and mm. and i was already laughing sort of 2016 was when i discovered laughter yoga as a practice and I was starting to sort of in 2019, I, I learned to be a laughter leader and I was basically bringing a bit of laughter into my, into my week. And, and yeah, on, on a Friday, I was certainly trying to just get more, more involved with companies and say, look, this is, this is the thing. This is really good. It's working for me. And, um, 
yeah, like I say, on in, when when COVID shut us down, I literally dived in and started laughing four times a day with a group of people online. And not because it was funny, but because I knew how good it was for my mental health, good for my spirits, my, you know, for, for my create, just, just everything, well-being, really, just to get into that, that uncontrollable laughter stage. And it was, it was probably two weeks in when actually I realized that it worked online. It's not, don't get me wrong, it's not as powerful than it is in person because you, you've, you've still got that that connection's not quite as strong, but it was working. And then next thing I know, I am, um, someone, what, can you come and do this in my office? Or, you know, on, in my Zoom team meeting, I was like, uh, yeah. It's like, how much are you? I was like, uh, $150. And they're just like, really? And I'm like, yeah. And then that was it. And off, I'm, a, I'm a little bit more than that, to be fair now. But, you know, starting it, to know that there was like a demand to, for people that wanted laughter in their team meetings was a really you know, really refreshing for me, actually. And and now things are starting to open up. I mean, we're, we're everything really in the UK is open now. And the core business is starting to move again, which is fantastic. But actually, I've created this, this, this new business on the side, which is, and actually, it's starting to get to a level where I'm self-sufficient, which is amazing. Well, let's learn how you got there. So I want to rewind just a few minutes. Yeah, well, yeah. Maybe a few years, actually. Let's find so obviously, you're, you're British. So, mm -hmm. where'd you grow up? Sorry, I take a quick set of a happy cup. Look, smiley <laughs> face. Um, lots of lots of triggers. Uh, so, so I grew. Okay, I was born in Germany because my dad was in the forces, and then for five years, sort of went from Germany to Cyprus, and then moved. Like when when we got to five, my uh, my mum said to dad, "We need to find a base. We can't travel around following you around now um, because." obviously me and my sister were getting older so lived in the southwest of the uk and um yeah so grew up in a place called a town called taunton and for till i was at 18 so um yeah and that was that was basically where i grew up um where i i, I suppose i started laughing back then as well uh, and and then sort of my old man came out of the forces when i was like 13 which was quite an interesting time because I was hitting puberty and I'd been used to being sort of the man of the house for, for such a long time. And then all of a sudden dad come along and there was definitely some friction at that point in my life. Um, but we've, we've, we've made up and we, we've, we've connected again, which has been really, really good. I said, we'll go deep. You, you didn't even ask me the question and I've gone there, Michael already. <laughs> no, it's okay. I mean, look, you know, conversations evolve. So it, it's all yeah. good. I mean, it, it's, I know I, did not grow up in a military family, um, but I was in the military. My brother was in the military. My uncles were in the military. My stepfather was in the military, but I was an adult during the majority mm. of all of those. I was a kid when my other relatives were in the military. So obviously, uh, I, what's it like being, what was your family like in that respect? Uh, obviously, you said you were the man of the house for a while. Was he gone on tour a lot? Yeah, I mean, not not so much tour. I think he, you know, uh, the Falklands. He was he was there, and he did a stint in Ireland as well, in Northern Ireland. So it was all pre sort of you know the Middle East when that all started kicking off. It was all before then. So, um, but he was based in Germany um, in two different camps. I mean, we wouldn't see him for three, four months at a time, and then you know, so it was like it was a bit, yeah. Like I suppose I didn't have a I didn't have a dad at points where I. Yeah, probably needed a dad at that point um and what's been really interesting is something that i've dived into 
through a, a practice called EFT, which is tapping. Um, I was basically sort of tapping these these emotions. Where it was for, for for weight loss, basically. That was why I went to EFT. And then we had this session, and 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 when you do EFT. They, they say, look, we're going to let go of some emotions and they either come out like with a yawn or a belch. And I was doing this tapping and and we we, we hit it. the fact that it was sort of my dad. There was a point where my dad, you know, we, we had an argument and he, he sort of pinned me up and I basically was at a point where I was just like, felt like I wanted to be heavier. And, and it was interesting. She was asking where the emotions were and I was like, it's all around my stomach and like, where are you at the moment in a, between one and 10 from, I was like, I'm like crying number nine. I was really, really emotional. It's interesting actually. I just did a little belch actually just talking about it. And then um, we were doing this tapping and, and literally we, we did all this tapping and talking about it. And, uh, and I just literally went for probably about five to 10 seconds. And, you know, and, and I felt a little bit embarrassed and she's like, that's fine. That's the energy. She's like, where, where do you feel now? And I was like, probably a four. And it was just like, really like the, honestly, this energy just disappeared and it was just, and, and then I like literally walked out of that, that session, went and spoke to my mum. I said, look, I want to talk to dad. I want to sit down and have a conversation properly. You know, I, I don't live in the same town anymore. So I arranged this, this conversation to go down, you know, for dinner and there was tears between me and my dad because it was just like, I was very much like, you know, you dad, you, you, I felt like you weren't there. And he's like, yeah, but I was doing the best because I was putting food on the mm-hmm. table and I know I wasn't. And I was like, no, I know that. And, um, and then, and out of that whole conversation, we then said, well, let's just spend a weekend together. And we, we ended up walking and um, we did, there's a canal in the UK that we walked um basically over three years we've, we've walked the whole length of this canal so it, and literally the end of september we're going on another walk for a coastal walk so it's like a it's a father-son thing and it's just like actually and and we don't really talk that much if i'm honest because my dad's not much of a talker although he you know he does when he's with the different dynamics but you know it's it's but it's interesting because it just feels like we've got this connection and i suppose each time we go away it gets a little bit deeper we start talking about his childhood we start talking about you know how he was you know brought up and how the army was for him and you know and all these things that like, i'm really really interested in knowing um so it's but sort of to to put a little spin on on this i suppose where and where now i'm the laughter man like i remember when i was at school and I was doing drama as one of my exam or wanted to because we get you get to in the UK it's called GCSE so you choose what what exams you're going to do and I really wanted to do drama because I loved being dramatic I like I loved the whole whole drama side of things and um and my dad was very much no you need to do physics and chemistry and because he was from like a mechanical engineering <laughs> that that's his brain and that's not where my um you know, that's not the way my brain works and and so I ended up doing the sciences uh, and sort of resented that if I'm honest but now if I look about what I'm doing actually the showman's here this is this is this was obviously you know from back in the day it's been a bit boxed up and slowly it's just jack in a box i, I keep there's a delay michael it's just it's it's crazy i do you know what i'm just going to swap my screens there you go right that's better I, I, it's not it's not as as off-putting anymore <laughs> fine i will obviously i'll catch the corner of it it's all good it's all good outstanding <laughs> so we're back actually um 
So that's interesting. I mean, I'm glad that you were able to take some opportunity to get to know your father a little bit better. We don't always have that opportunity. You know, when I first started One More Thing Before You Go, a lot of what my message was is to be able to say what you wanted to say, do what you wanted to do before you don't have the opportunity anymore. So that's actually a very good thing. You you got the opportunity to reconnect with your father, which is uh, great, actually. Yeah, definitely. It's um, yeah, it's it's good. It, it's uh, and like I say, we 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 still see each other quite regularly anyway. But it's just that weekend is just a nice bonding session, and like I say, just just to get to understand him more. And and actually, what what has made me is being more present with my kids. Although I do feel guilty quite a lot of the times because I, I work a lot, but I'm in the same space when I'm working, and and hopefully you know we do have fun when we you know like today I've I've taken the kids to the trampoline park and we had lunch together and I knew I had this so we had to come back for for this this interview. But the point is like they know it's Daddy Day and they're like yeah it's Daddy Day mm-hmm. and so we have fun. But also the the fact that my kids are both like quite entrepreneurial as well in the way they think whereas my my both my folks or my my upbringing was very wasn't entrepreneurial at all there was no sort of you know it was very much work work for the man and and you know your pay slip save up some money blah 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 whereas the way i feel is that you can create the life that you want to wish to lead you know as long as you're just visualizing i visualize a lot of stuff i've got goals set that that i know what i want i know where i'm going and it's it's really interesting because we're at a, quite a close um point in the moment where we're about to sell this house and we're going to move to cornwall which is a, a really lovely part of the um the country and that's a big family move for us for for my eldest to go to secondary school and but we visualized that three years ago so it's all sort of happening which is amazing but then sort of speaking to my parents about stuff like that they just don't understand really i suppose a little bit but maybe that's again i don't know if that's just an educational piece they, they've not really thought about it or it's it's interesting well i um speaking of that i know that you had uh said um something about you you have a sister or a brother i've got a sister yeah yep yeah, yeah a younger sister um so I'm assuming that trying to re, I guess reconnect would be the good word um, of what I'm saying, and trying to reconnect with your family. Um, go back to side by side here. We was it difficult for your father to connect with your sister as well, or do you know whether or not they're in the same place? Not to get into big family discussion, but no, 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 definitely. I, no, not at all. Not at all. There's a different relationship there. And it's, um, I mean, you know, I was a bit of a wrong one, you know, when I was, um, a teenager, I definitely went and tried most things that were available to me and didn't really listen too much. So, so me and my dad had a, a quite an interesting, Oh, my sister always says it was really good, Pete, because you always you always did all the bad stuff. So actually, anything I did was never as bad. Although there was stuff that she tells me, she's like, oh, "I did that." I was like, "What? Yeah, did Mum and Dad know? No, they were too busy telling you off and being like, you know, you you were just the troublemaker." Uh, but then on the other side, I suppose they they could obviously see the potential in me when I was at school, and you know, again, I fell into the wrong crowd, and I think it's 
you know really important about the you know people that you hang around with it does make a massive difference to whether you are i think successful or not successful or whether you're you're lazy or you're proactive it's it's all about that influence of people around you so when i was at school i fell into the wrong crowd and my my straight a well i was i was very intelligent um and I was on for some really good marks. And then all of a sudden they just dropped down to C's and D's because I just got lazy and just started messing around and, you know, smoking down the bottom of the field and all of that stuff where, you know, I suppose my parents were looking, going, well, actually we could, you know, we, we, we know you're better than this, Pete. So, um, but now I look at them and I'm, I'm still waiting for them to say they're proud of me. That's still something that's, I'm sure it'll come out one day or maybe I'll just ask them one day, like, are you proud of what I've achieved? Um, because you know, it, like to have a business for thirteen years is is quite a, I think, is a big, very big um, accomplishment, and to well, be absolutely. sort of self sufficient, you yeah, know, absolutely. and it's 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 it, but it's it, what's interesting, is especially mum, and I think this is a mum's job anyway, is to sort of worry about things and just like, oh, don't don't stretch yourself and don't you know don't spend money on that and do do do. Whereas I'm you know like mum, it's fine, it's fine, we'll we'll make it happen. We'll, we'll make it happen to have the, this life and and she doesn't quite she doesn't get that so but it would be great for her you know just to say like hey we're really proud of the fact that you've done all this for yourself and you know especially where where i've come from to where i am now yeah i think we're all we all kind of seek that it's a situation that sometimes our parents especially in that generation um they don't always understand or know how to say that they just feel mm. that they kind of fall into that same old mold as you sound like the same kind of a parent that like I grew up, I grew up in a very dysfunctional family. The story's not about me. So just in comparison, um, yeah. it also taught me what not to do with my children. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? It just kind of taught me that um, I need to make sure uh, I check myself, basically. And I'm sure that, uh, as you said earlier, you kind of check yourself a little bit so that mm -hmm. it doesn't fall into the same um modality basically yeah definitely definitely and then you know even like the school that the kids go you hear some of the parents speaking to their kids and just like wow how are they gonna actually feel valued and feel like they can do be the best that they can if you're always telling them off and you're always curbing them and don't get me wrong there's times to say look okay i'm doing a podcast you be quiet because i'm you know i'm doing this thing right. but you know, not just like looking, you know, when, when they do, you know, do a picture, it's just, it's like, it's amazing that that came from your brain. You, you, you did that freehand, like, wow, you know, it blows my mind sometimes. Like you know, there's times where I ask my kids, just like, just a quick spot times table question, like seven eights and like Neela, my eldest, just like, bang, I, I should have been able to just say what that was then. But um, I'm not going to, yes, I am. I'm going to do it. It's 54. Um, so um, is it? No, it's not. It's 56. Oh, oh. <laughs> we we'll, we'll call it a long day, right? <laughs> it's just a long day. <laughs> yeah. Oh, brilliant. I have those long uh, days occasionally. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, yeah I feel well, my daughter would have beat me to that one. So, mm. um, but yeah, no, there, there's, a, there's an interesting story that happened the other day when, because um, again, I mentioned about visualization and, and I spoke to Neela. Uh, my eldest and I said, "Look, what do you want to achieve? What what what's your goal at the moment?" And she said, "I, you know, I'd love to um, get a thousand pounds by the end of the year." And I said to her, "I was just like, okay, that's cool. So, so how are we going to do that? What are you going to do?" She's like, "Well, I could wash cars." I was like, "Okay, yep. Yeah. So, say you get ten pound per car. How many cars do you need to do?" And she's like, "What, well, hundred?" I was like, "Okay." And if you did, you know, this, if if you want to do it in a year, how many do you have to do? She's like, "Well, just like nearly two a week." 
I said, okay, that's great. So when you've washed these cars and you've got the thousand pounds, what are you going to do with these thousand pounds? And she's just like, well, I'll pay someone else to wash cars and I'll get some equipment. And I was just like, wow, that's an entrepreneurial comment right there. And I was just like, my job's done here. Um, not that she's washed one single car yet, but you know, we, we, we've got to think in the right way. Oh, that's brilliant. That's amazing, actually. <laughs> they come up with this opportunity for... Uh... For growth, it, it kind of gives us a, a light bulb moment in our own lives going, wow, we, we did do something right. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, pretty cool. Speaking uh, yeah, of light bulb moments, you, you, um, you were the owner, or, or you still are the owner of a, um, and the director of a successful recruitment company for um, chefs across mm -hmm. Britain, correct? Mm -hmm. How'd you get involved yeah. in that? Did you go to school for it or...? So I went to, when I went to school or went to college, I say I did um, hotel management, which was obviously hospitality side and then worked for, I would say, uh, a good 15 years across all different hospitality. So like from chefing to being a waiter, hotel, uh, restaurant manager. And then someone said to me once, oh, you'd be really good in recruitment um, because I'm quite chatty, salesy, I suppose. Mm -hmm. And I went and worked for an agency and then we I started a company uh, London wanted to open a uh, a desk in Bristol that was doing you know to exactly what I was doing at the time so I started that did that for 2 years and then Chloe and I traveled for 14 months around the world which was amazing uh, got married in Thailand on the way around um which was planned as well it wasn't just a spontaneous let's get married um and when we got back, it was in the recession 2009, and it was very much actually there was no jobs around. I fell back into the job that I had, but I was the last one in, and I was the first one to be let go. And I sort of spoke to Chloe at that point and said, well, look, I can't find a job, Chloe. Should we just start our own little agency and see what happens? And that's it. That's how it started, really. And it's it's interesting how it's grown and, and changed over the years massively from sort of where we first started where we used to do a lot of uh waiting and event staff so like imagine the horse races when you've got the the waiting staff or the you know the football or the soccer the people pouring drinks at the bar we used to supply those people whereas now we just do chefs because actually we realized that it was a better business for us better business model and it was less stressful and it, yeah so that that's how we got into it well, that's, that does that give you an inside inside scoop on having a chef come over and cook for you every once in a while? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not. We haven't quite got there. I mean, I, I still yeah, cook say, myself. I need to so. make sure that you're the the best chef for this, you know, for this particular job. So yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. So what can you do? <laughs> Show me. <laughs> At what point did you uh, get involved in uh, laughter yoga? Okay, so this, this is this is an interesting one because in 2016 uh, was at a festival. So we go to festival this festival every year called WOMAD, and we, which means World of Music and Dance. And I was walking through the Arboretum, and I heard laughter, and I thought to myself, "There's got to be comedian on stage." And as I walked around the corner, there was a hundred people lying on the floor laughing, and I was just like, "What is going on?" I know I'm at a festival, but this is really quite bizarre and there was a there was a sign saying laughter yoga at half 11 daily so I, I went and saw chloe and my kids and i said look daddy's going to do laughter yoga tomorrow 
do you want to come along? And they're like, no, you go and do it, Pete. You go and enjoy yourself. So, so I went along on that, that day and the lying down bits, the end of the session. So we did lots of different laughing and breathing exercises. And the thing is with the yoga, it's all about yogic breathing. It's not, we're not doing downward dogs and all those stretch poses. Um, but there's a lot of movement involved. Uh, but we're doing all this laughing exercises and your body doesn't know the difference between fake and real laughter, which is, I find really quite interesting so we were doing these fake laughing exercises and and it probably took about five minutes and then this this real genuine laughter started coming on and then after 20 minutes of doing all these exercises you lie down and you can't stop laughing you literally everything's wobbling everything's touching you've got all these pressure points on the floor so you're just wobbling and laughing away and and we've probably kept laughing for about i reckon 10 minutes minimum and then steve who was running it said right everyone just calm down take a deep breath and let out any last laughs and this lady next to me i still remember it she went <laughs> like that and it was just like <laughs> boom off we went again on this magical laughter like experience and and we do a meditation at the end of the laughter yoga session and we did this meditation Steve brought us back to, you know, because obviously we've been high on this laughter, like a euphoric feeling. And he brought us back down into this meditation. And, and I sat up and I felt really energized. I felt really, I felt high. I felt really clean in the mind. I felt really focused, energized, just amazing. And I remember going to see Chloe at the children's field, which was around the corner. And my eyes were just like wide open like this. And she's just like, Pete, what are you on? It's like, 12 o'clock at the festival I was like this is just laughter literally I was just I was floating along and I just knew then I needed to do more of it and I said the following year I I waited a year I tried to find some in in the area but there wasn't any going on so the following year I did all four sessions at the festival and knew and that's 2018 so I knew then that I needed to like learn how to practice this how to teach it and yeah, that that was the the story really, and it's it's yeah, it's just been amazing. So so, but what was interesting is so the two thousand and nine, no, sorry, eighteen. There was no laughter yoga. Steve decided to step down, so I put my hat in the ring, so to speak. Uh, if you see my profile picture, you'll know what I'm talking about. Actually, no, it's behind you. What about? Yeah, yeah it's, it's behind you. It's behind there. you. <laughs> I, I noticed it sneaking up on you. I saw it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, yeah, we put the. Um, uh yeah so 2019 i basically put my hat in the ring and i ended up running this session at this festival with like 100 people around uh, yeah it was amazing the energy was just like electric all of this laughter lifting me up and yeah so that that was the start of it really that's very cool what's the principle behind laughter yoga so so the main there's a few principles is the, the fact that we don't need you don't need humor to laugh you don't you know don't need jokes you can literally laugh by you know using these different techniques uh, your body doesn't know the difference between fake and real laughter which again still blows my mind um mm. and it's just like it's a combination of just breathing and laughing exercises so and there's, and there's childlike play as well so when you're you know ch- they say children like this there's this scientific evidence to prove that children laugh two to three hundred times in a day and then as adults, we may be lucky to laugh 10, maybe 15 times if we're lucky in a day, which blows my mind. Um, 
where you know but then i suppose the more people i, I speak to and i get you you get to know people like I, I hear stories where people haven't laughed for like four or five months and it's just like whoa how how, wow. how you know it, it's you know or, or you know and when i mean laugh i mean properly laugh not just like <laughs> like sort of a false sort of giggle um we're talking full belly laugh so yeah and i mean it was it was founded in in um india by a guy called Madan Kataria back in 1995, where again he was in a park telling a few jokes, and he realised that actually the jokes were getting a little bit thin. But he was a he was a physician, so he knew the benefits of laughter. So he just sort of created this movement, and now it's across I think like 90 plus countries, and oh, there's like much. thousands of clubs, and yeah, yeah, that's pretty crazy. You know, it it's it's interesting when you stop and think about it, and I'm sure this last, this whole COVID battle, not just this last year, but the last year and a half actually has really kind of put a damper on people's laughter and the ability to laugh because it's mm. changed our lives in such a, an immense way that I think people forgot, um, forgot to have humor, forgot to have, yeah. forgot to laugh because the life around us had moved such at such a pace in regard to, loss in regard to um, um, desocialization, basically, you know, um, especially if you're in, if you're an extrovert, going from an extrovert to an introvert, being locked in the house all the time, would create an environment for depression and negativity, I would think. Mm. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, look, I've been, obviously, you can probably tell them I am an extrovert. Uh, and I suppose for me, like having that, that tapping into other people, because there are, there is a community, a laughter yoga community. So, you know, we, there was like, we've just, like I say, laugh four times a day. So we would have these set times. And when you do a laughter yoga session, if you're, especially if you're with other yogis, uh, you will like not talk. You don't talk. There's no talking involved in laughter yoga. So it's, it's the only talking is the person that's actually running this, running the session. So we do like ten minutes of laughter exercises and and just feel amazing afterwards. And then that that feeling can last anything from like sort of twelve to sixteen to eighteen hours afterwards. So actually, we were topping it up every day and just keeping ourselves in this good high. And and what was interesting is like the days where you don't do it. And there are days where I don't laugh. I can tell in my mood that I haven't laughed. And my my family can also tell. Like I've, there's been times I'm close, like, just go and laugh, Pete. Go and do a laughter. Have a laughter session somewhere because you need that. You know, let's, let's get yourself out of that funk and get yourself back into a, the, the higher state again. And, yeah, it's just it's just – really interesting and the fact that like our body you know it's it's in us it, we can all do it we can all do a laugh i think we should do one now michael uh, absolutely <laughs> just perfect right yeah no 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 i'm gonna guide something let me just drop that off there right there is de a delay on this but Are that's fine I'll cope with it. I'll, <laughs> it's fine. A, there's it's no fine. delay on my side so it's okay <laughs> perfect right what we're gonna do then we're just gonna like and this is for the listeners and obviously if you're viewing copy me as well so we're gonna put our hands out in front of us and we're just gonna take a lovely deep breath in we're just gonna let out a long sigh okay this time we're gonna take a deep breath in we're just gonna let out a long ha Okay, so deep breath in. And ha. Okay, that's all laughter is. It's just a ha on an out breath. Okay, so now we're going to take a deep breath in. We're going to hold it for five seconds. 
and then we're going to laugh for 10 seconds like it's the funniest thing we've heard all day. Okay, so take a deep breath in. Hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it, and... (laughs) (laughs) And that's... That mm. is the premise of it. It's just like, and I mean, Michael, how do you feel just after that little, well, little it, lift? It, it felt great. I mean, it felt it felt great, actually. It, it's kind of one of those things that makes you want to keep laughing. Mm. It, it just makes you want to keep laughing. I, I know we've got a show to do, but it makes you want to keep laughing. <laughs> it feels good to laugh. It feels good to let it out. Definitely, definitely. And I think we're, you know, we're so programmed into just negativity all the time i mean I, yeah again I, I don't watch the news haven't watched the news for a long time i'll find out i know covid stuff that's that'll hit me at some point through social media someone will tell me probably probably my mum to be fair just go oh, you know this and it's just like yeah i'm just laughing i'm laughing you know when we laugh we strengthen our, our immune system because we're taking this deep oxygenated breath into our body which is pumping like oxygenated blood around our body which is firing up endorphins serotonin oxidose, all these good mm-hmm. chemicals and you know it strengthens our immune system so when when i do talks and i go into into these you know these these um businesses and run these sessions i mention that i, I never say it's going to protect you from covid that's not what i'm saying but actually where i speak to a lot of yogis i um i've got a podcast myself where i interview laughter yogis and I asked them when was the last time you were ill, like, and I mean like a little cold, you know, cold or a flu, or and some of these people are like 15, 16 years, seventeen years because they well, practice yeah, the mind, mind body, mind body connection, mind body soul connection actually um, is mm. an amazing tool. Uh, I have an autoimmune disease that I manage every day, and I do it mostly with uh, my mental well being and my mental state. So I, I relate to that statement. I, I, it works. Yeah. It helps me when you stay positive and laughter is part of, part of positivity. I always feel better when I'm having a bad day or a flare up. It's usually because I got angry. I got negative. Mm-hmm. I was upset about something. I was anxious about something. But when I'm in a good mood or I'm laughing or I'm watching a great TV show or a movie and I'm laughing, I seek that out actually. Um, to help me laugh. But from your yep. perspective, we don't necessarily need the movie or the TV to do that. We have the ability to but do it within ourselves. We do. And it's, it's. I mean, it. you can do it on your own. I mean, there's time, there has been times where, you know, I have dived into laughter yoga. I mean, another time which was really deep into sort of like my mental health was I, well, go back to the chef agency we created an app borrowed 150,000 pounds to create this thing um which didn't take off basically and it was a case that <coughs> it wasn't so much borrowing the money because you know, we could pay that but we, we paid it back that's all gone now but it was a fact that I'd spent 18 months of my life creating this 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 app that just didn't go anywhere and I felt like a failure but literally three days before Christmas we got a letter through the door from the the the, the um, finance company saying, actually, you know, we we want the money back because what we'd done completely innocently was borrow the money down on our business to create this other side business. Although there was both chefs, so there, there was a definitely alliance. But 
yeah, through through the letter, it was just very much, you know, we want all the money back or we want a second charge on your house. And it was just like, wow, it was very much, like I say, it felt like a failure, felt very, uh, what had I done to the family? What had I put them through? Um, putting them into this this situation. And I remember the February after the Christmas and we were camping and I was doing a miracle morning thing where I was just like meditating and going for walks and stuff because I was in a really very bad place where I was just like, actually, what's the point in being here anymore type place. And I was watching videos online and there's plenty of stuff. If you Google laughter yoga, there's loads of YouTube videos and Madan had, he's got quite a lot on there. And, and I just remember being in the sand dune and I had my phone and I was just watching this video, just laughing along to, to, to it. And, and, you know, it wasn't an instant um, you know, release as in instant. Wow. I'm, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. better. I feel amazing, but I could feel my mood lifting when I did it and I was just like, wow, this is really powerful. And, you know, so, so you can laugh on your own. It is possible as long as I think if you're watching, you know, like I say, watching movies or it's, but the, the fact that there's a lot of laughter clubs out there, that there's probably one in your neighborhood. If you looked, if you typed in your area, laughter club, one will pop up, I'm sure. Or there's definitely stuff online now where there's, there's these, these groups of zoom rooms where you've got like 50 people all just laughing. Just that's all wow. they do for ten minutes. Just just laugh. That's amazing. There's no talking, you know. And it's it, it's just you, you you finish this this laughter and 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 especially the people that you know obviously are properly in it into it like I am. It's just like well, actually, you feel like alive. You feel energized. You feel good. And the stories that I've heard from some of these yogis that were on like antidepressants and and they don't take tablets anymore because they use laughter as that coping mechanism to. To, to get off the off the drugs basically and it's just like it's interesting you know people that have gone through like uh, divorces you know like um mm-hmm. sp- losing their job um a car crash like just just yeah crazy and that, that, that laughter just came into their life at that point and then they went with the process and realized actually this is really good for you and i feel better um and maybe it's not so much they feel like it's good for them but they actually you know, like say they like like you said michael you know, when you laugh when you laugh, you feel good. So you seek out that laughter to yeah. to to prevent the flare ups. It's 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 really interesting. I you know you, you brought back a memory actually of my father. Um, many trials and tribulations in growing up. He was an alcoholic, unfortunately. And but there's one thing I do remember: in every time we had a, a very negative incident within our household, whether not abuse or physical abuse or anything like that, but. Um, a negative thing, and my father would used to say, "Well, what are you going to do? Laugh, or, you know." And uh, I remember that as a child. Actually, um, I didn't always follow that practice as I grew up, but um, I do remember him saying that. And I thought, well, you know, maybe he was saying it because because what else? You, what else are you going to do? You know, that was his thing. What else are you going to do? Laugh. But yeah, we have a yeah. choice now. So. Um, <laughs> You you have a uh, a passion about sharing the laughter. You have a goal, don't you? Yeah, my, so my mission is to bring laughter to a million people by the end of the year. So um, we're getting there. You know, people ask how you're keeping a tally, and it's just like, no, I'm not keeping an actual tally, but I'm just with that vision of just bringing laughter to the biggest audience I can do. So 
which yeah it's it's just important i think that people understand that this is an option you know you 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 can you can actually choose laughter that's fine and it's all right it's all right to laugh even when you know you're not maybe not meant to be laughing or you don't feel like laughing actually you know it's it's a good time that's the best time to laugh <laughs> really when you don't feel like laughing uh, absolutely i think you know, do you think that um uh, I've talked to a lot of people on this podcast, and uh, we have family members actually that uh, have depression and anxiety. I know earlier you mentioned something about uh, that the 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 yogi individual doesn't do tablets anymore for his uh, mm -hmm. depression. Uh, do, do you think that this methodology it would be something that would benefit them? Somebody Definitely. with depression or anxiety? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, it curbs it curbs. Um, depression and anxiety when and stress basically and overwhelm and all of those you know those feelings when we're laughing and it's it's really interesting because i i get overwhelmed every now and then not not a lot as much as you know some people but there's times where everything just seems a little bit too much on top but actually when you're laughing when you're actually in that moment of uncontrollable laughter and that that's the magic is getting to that uncontrollable bit which again the more you practice it the easier it becomes then you are actually completely present and you think about think about the last time that you actually were doubled up with giggles whatever that was you know whether you're out for a meal or you're watching or whatever you just couldn't stop laughing one of the children did something you forget about everything that is going on in your life at that moment because you're completely present in that moment of time and that's what's really really interesting and it, it's you know the chemistry in the brain is like, like i say the release of the endorphins and the serotonin and the dopamine and all of these good chemicals that are washing your brain and it just makes you feel naturally like energized and naturally like stress stress less basically stress less less that right? Stre less stressed less is stressed <sighs> yeah yeah less stressed you got it's, it um, yeah 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 yay uh so it's yeah and it's magic it's magic how that happens you know so it's um yeah i would highly recommend sort of just just even just you know if you're listening to this just dive in a little bit if you're a little bit intrigued i mean especially if you tried that little exercise i did a minute ago because that that's the bit if you if you try that and you laugh along it's that's the first step and i always like to say you've got to try this three times as well because the first time you're going to feel really uncomfortable doing it you just will laughing for no reason at all it just feels really odd really strange the second time you start getting it a little bit and going actually you know what, i feel better for this and then the third time you you basically wow I, I would like to think you're addicted to it and just going actually i can make myself feel good by laughing on a daily basis and you know i mean i my, my wife chloe doesn't doesn't do it she, she she's done a few sessions with me and she's very much like no i like to run that's my that's my way of dealing with sort of everything that's going on in my life. And I'm like, and there's times where I go out to her and she's just like, I'm really stressed. And I can tell she's stressed and she's overwhelmed with stuff and she's got so much going on. And I'm just like, let's just try this. And I do the breathing and she's like, I'm not laughing. And then, but I subconsciously, we go into that laughter space because I don't just go, right, try this, do this, do that. I just like, we start chuckling or I'll, I'll give her a cuddle. And then, and, and if you think about when, I, when you hug someone, if, if someone's laughing when you're hugging, it just automatically just makes you sort of jiggle and start laughing as well. So, 
yeah, it's it is a really powerful thing. What about uh, tickling? Can can you tickle? Can you can you can you jump start it? <laughs> I I do you know what I I've, there's there's a couple of different thoughts patterns on this one. So I one of the exercises I do is I tap my neck like this. Okay, so we we should do this as well, Michael. So we, we tap our neck, and this is quite a shallow laugh. So this is like a he he he. So we go he 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 he. I would love to do that, but I just got out of shoulder surgery. I can't raise oh, okay. my other arm. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. But so when when I I've done this before, and they've said oh like it's like tickling, and someone said to me you can't tickle somebody because they might go into this this state of when they used to be tickled and they don't like being tickled so i don't know i don't you know but then that's possibly just their own experience of of tickles basically i mean you know do do we like being tickled i don't like my feet being tickled i hate it actually but it's i don't know it's a natural thing it's the same with the kids isn't it you just like you just you, you know everyone's tickly spot and they don't want to be tickled but it's a really good way of getting you out. Uh, yeah. So oh, exactly. Is, is it, yeah. Is, is it a form of torture? I don't know. If you, if you were, if you were, if you guess, were like, tickled, that would be the perspective, I guess, of the tickler or tickly. Tickly, exactly, exactly. Imagine yeah. that, like, yeah, just locked up and just literally tickled for days. I just think, would you become immune to it? I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I don't think it would. That might, yeah. When I have grandkids, I'll have to see. I'll have to, I'll have to yeah, experiment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Child services, why are you tickling your grandchildren? Well, you know, <laughs> it's a test. It's a test. Uh, what, see, yeah. Pete, what inspires you to keep going? What inspires you to move forward in life with this? Inspiring with this, uh, it's the way I, I love seeing people's reactions when they when they get it because i know they're having that feeling that i had for the first time and that's what inspires me <laughs> the most is that actually the you know this is this is a thing it makes me feel amazing you know like like we've already spoken about you know i've got a business i've got a family i've got you know all of this stuff going on which is all quite can be quite stressful but actually the laughters are really great way of just having a really nice headspace through through the whole thing and if i can just change one person's outlook through some laughter in a day then i'm doing a good job and you know so i mean i do a, a thing on linkedin where i do a laughter live it's called and i invite guests on for 15 minutes and and we just laugh together and it's really i mean this week i've had a couple of fantastic guests where they they get me giggling like when when someone gets the giggles that just sets me off because I'm just like, brilliant. They're laughing genuinely, which is setting me off genuinely. And then you get that contagious loop where you just both keep laughing and laughing. And especially like online, it does, it does work. It's, it's not the same as obviously getting the giggles when you're in, in the same room as somebody. But, um, and I just feel that there's just a deeper connection as well. When you laugh with people, you know, there's a lot of people I've laughed with throughout COVID that I've never met, but I know the day when I meet them in person, which will happen. There'll be an event we'll be at or whatever. I, as soon as they see me, they'll start smiling and giggling. And I'll start laughing and it'll just be a really magical, magical experience. Yeah, that's amazing. It's, it's contagious, isn't it? I mean, it's kind of, mm -hmm. it's almost like a sneeze, you know, somebody sneezes and the next person has to sneeze for whatever reason. Yep. It's yep. kind of contagious. Yeah. It is, it's massively contagious. And this is, the, the thing is when you do, a session in person it's 
like I say, it's really, it's really awkward for the first five minutes. It's just a bit bit odd because people are like, right, you want me to just be a bit childlike and just do these these things that make me feel like I feel really uncomfortable, I feel self-conscious. But when the laughter comes, someone just starts, yeah, someone just gets the giggles, then that sets you off. And then you've got, you've always got, like everyone's got different laughs and you've got the people that may be a little bit embarrassed about their laugh, but they're the best laughs because they're the laughs that help set other people's laughing off because that's just how it is you know i never used to have a um i never had one of those (laughs) no i never had a snort i never had it never but but i've learned to bring it into my laugh now because actually it's just a really you know yeah it's just obviously a sharp intake of breath really that's what you're doing you just you know you're, you're in that that moment um yeah, it's yeah, amazing. So, Somebody yeah, no. snorts and everybody starts laughing more. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's a cheeky, I do a cheeky laugh where um, when you do a session and uh, it's one of the last exercises you do and it's called silent laughter and where you do all these different laughing exercises, so everyone's being very loud with their laughing and then the silent laughter is like reminding you of the day when, you know, we used to be at school when you weren't supposed to laugh. And you've got to keep that laughter under wraps. So actually, when and it's quite hard to do it now because we haven't quite you know got to that point. I don't think, but you're just like uh, like that, and 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 you can see people just go naturally. But then if you throw a little uh, in there, boom, <laughs> yeah. off they go. It's it's brilliant. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Well, let's <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about how you and how other people can get involved with you and and how they can find you in. And uh, you've got a, a, a special event coming up soon. So can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, yeah, sure. So I've got this five-day challenge where, you know, if anybody has listened to this and gone, actually, do you know what? I'm I'm up for trial in this. See, see, see what the difference is. Then there's a five-day challenge that's set on the website where you can just literally tap into the address that's on the, on the page now. Um, and... The first video is very much me going, look, set yourself a goal because I believe that laughter is a great way of achieving things as well. So whether it's like painting the spare bedroom or getting that piece of coursework that you needed to do, could be anything. It could be something that's just hanging around you that's been hanging around for a little while. Well, set yourself a goal to get that done by the end of the week. And then each morning you get a little video from me or maybe afternoon, depending on where you are obviously in the world. Um, which the first video is like two minutes long and then it's three, four, and then the last day is eight minutes long. And I can guarantee if you follow it and just go with it, you will definitely achieve that goal and you will feel much better for it. Yeah. And that, and your website itself, that can they get, get, I know that you've got two separate uh, links that we're going to present and I'll have those in the show notes as well, but um, your website itself is uh, yep. PeteCan.com, correct? completely yeah petecan.com the c-a-n-n for november um and and there's loads of stuff on there there's loads of videos and you can find all my social links on there as well which you'll you know find find me come and say hi on linkedin that's probably my most um that's where i hang out the most and if you've heard that you know if you if you if you've enjoyed this and you want to come and get a bit more laughter then definitely come and say hello and i'll make sure that i've got links uh in your bio on my website at uh, before you go podcast.com um, how they can find you on LinkedIn and as well as these particular links here. When does the five day challenge start? It's it's evergreen actually, Michael. So anyone can dive in at any point as soon as they enter it, they're in the, you know, they do, do the five days basically. So mm-hmm. if you want to start on a Monday, start on a Monday. If you want to start 
today it's thursday it's not friday the 13th is it it's it's thursday the 12th <laughs> yeah earlier conversation i lost today <laughs> or i gained today i should say not lost today yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah well, it's been a long week you know we've had thunderstorms lightning close by it's you know it's that, that, old, that, that so. was interesting that, that was interesting because you've preempted that that was going to happen and then i had the internet outage <laughs> so <Yeah>. was, <laughs> you know i do have a lot of conversations with uh mediums and psychics and uh angel talkers so maybe one of them was talking in my ear <laughs> uh that's that's very cool um pete this is one more thing before you go so is there anything um that you'd like to share uh, words of wisdom before we go do you know what? The one thing I would like to share before you go is another laugh. So what we're going to do, we're just going to, we're just going to laugh. For, I reckon let's laugh for 20 seconds, Michael. That's all we're going to do. And we're just going to, we're, 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 let's just do that exercise again. I think it's probably the easiest thing to do actually. So, so we're just going to take that deep breath in again. We're just going to let out a long Okay, we're going to take a deep breath in again, then we're going to hold it for five seconds, and this time we're going to laugh for 20 seconds. Okay, so deep breath in. Hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it, and... I'm off now. <laughs> it's it is an amazing opportunity for you to experience this in such a good way that I think that um, uh, those are excellent words of wisdom. Actually, I think that uh, everybody should take that uh, twenty seconds, take that opportunity, take that time to do that. So, thank you very much for being part of this uh, conversation. I really appreciate what you've got to share and uh, what you've been able to. Uh, to share with or provide to us in, in regard to uh, obviously moving our forward, our life forward in a very positive way. So thank you. It's my pleasure, Michael. Thank you. So thank you for joining us on One More Thing Before You Go in this conversation with Pete. Uh, don't forget we're on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, and all your favorite listening platforms. Please support us and uh, subscribe. It's free. You can watch us on YouTube, uh, on um, Apple, on Spotify, everything. Uh, please check out our iOS and our Google Play Store app. Um, they're available now. You can find them in the App Store and you can find them in the Google Play Store. So we will see you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of One More Thing Before You Go, a unique conversation about life. If you like our show and want to know more, check out our website at beforeyougopodcast.com. That's beforeyougopodcast.com. Tell your story, share your expertise, contribute to the blog, and subscribe to the newsletter. You can find us as well as subscribe to the program and rate us on your favorite podcast listening platform. And one more thing before you go. Have a nice day, have a nice week, and thanks for listening. One More Thing Before You Go, a unique conversation about life podcast, is a creation of One More Thing Productions, established 2010, all rights reserved.